positive feedback loop. You know what I was I'll, thinking, okay, guys? Okay, everyone pick a hand sign. Okay, so that's that's going to be Ray's. Ray, no, 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 I like I like this. I just want to do sign language. That's, that's difficult for me to do. That's the thing. You could do it. There you go. That's good. Oh, it takes time. Oh, this is so an easy one annoying. if you're this. because it's a Yeah, of course it's easy because that's me. Oh, it's easy. So yeah, I, don't, I can't you use can't this sign because it's me. Okay, <laughs> the, so... thing is, the thing is, like, you'll probably, if you just do Steph, and I'm the only other person, so it'll work itself out. So yeah. don't worry. I'll you just can do... do the rocker for Steph. That works. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm going to do Steph and Ray. That's it. And Ray? Yeah. Okay, so I have to remember a new one. And you this can just do Ray. this for me. All right, this That's is nice. me? Yeah. All right, cool. Ray is the rocker. All right. Steph um, is the rock. I'm... <laughs> the rock and the rocker. Isn't it, and Luis is isn't a it quite, <laughs> oh, no. Isn't it quite interesting that we have these languages and people who can't? here can actually communicate in a way that's just as effective as other people who could hear. You know, that's quite interesting. And that wasn't something that was just like sprung out of nowhere. That took time to develop, which is quite interesting. I wonder what the history looks like on that. And I wonder how those people feel and how grateful they are. And with that, I'd like to introduce the podcast, the PFL podcast, the Positive Feedback Loop. And this is your host, Ray, here with Luis. Hello. And Stephanie. Hi, everyone. I'm ready for another episode. I'd like to thank you for joining. So today's topic is on gratitude. And we're going we're gonna to talk about gratitude in the way that most people understand it. Um, and this time of year, around Thanksgiving, people start to reflect on what they're thankful for and, and why they appreciate the things that they do and give you know, acknowledgement to these things and express them to their loved ones or to whoever they want in whatever the way they want. Um, this is a tradition that's been going on for a while. And we'd just like to discuss the whole process of gratitude, why we do it. What are you thankful for, guys? I'm going to take the easy one here and say I'm thankful for this podcast and for the people in it. So uh-huh. there you go. Aww. I've stolen the easiest, the, the lowest hanging fruit. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. It's actually amazing that we've been podcasting over a year regularly. I feel more grateful when miracles like that happen. You know, when things are so amazing, you just feel an even deeper gratitude. Like, wow, I met these friends and we had this similar interest and actually were able to like pull it together and put energy into it for that long. Yeah, I agree. All right, so we have Luis. You're very grateful for the podcast and the people in it. Thank you very much. I'm grateful for that too. And Stephanie, you were discussing how grateful you are for just committing to something, basically. (laughs) And I totally understand what you mean. That's one way to put it. If you think about it, why are we thankful for something most of the time? When we are thankful for something, we're thankful for something that's been there for a long time. We like to say we're thankful for our parents and our loved ones because they've been with us for a while, right? They've had shared experiences with us. And I think that's what I meant by a commitment, right? So we spent a year or so, more than a year, casting. And that's time and shared experience that we can be grateful for, right? So the more 
things that you put out there that you could be thankful for, the more likely you are going to be thankful for them. I can't be thankful for going to space because I've never been to space. But if I've been to space like four times, I'm really grateful. Even more grateful than the person who's only been there once. I'll tell you one thing, though. Even though I've never been to space, I'm very grateful I don't live in it. Uh, that's for I sure. I mean, apart from living on a ball that's floating through space, I'm very grateful I am not currently living in that ball because it is a much nicer ride. Gravity is definitely something to be grateful for. I think without it, how can you gather swimming water? Would be a pain. Actually, no, swimming would be probably... No, no, it wouldn't be because you the water would be floating. You get stuck swimming? in like floating water bubbles. That yeah, would it would be hard because you don't have the resistance to push you forward. What I think about a lot in relation to gratitude is I feel like there are a ton of things in our lives that we should be grateful for but we're unaware of. You know, it's like when you get to a place and it's clean and it's only clean because somebody was just altruistically wanted to leave a place better than they found it. And you don't know that. You just get to the place thinking, oh, this is just how it is, right? And so you don't know, you don't have a cause for being grateful. You know what I mean? So I have a, I have a, not an issue, but something to raise with what you just said. You mentioned someone being altruistic and you should be grateful for them for their altruism being the reason that brought this place to be clean. I would argue you should be grateful for the fact that you live in a society where people do like half functions that they perform adequately enough that everything works. You don't live in a shantytown somewhere that is falling apart because there is no structure, law, order, anything. We live in a world where people go to work and even if that work may not feel super meaningful to them, it is absolutely vital. Every single person's role, for the most part, has some impact in the greater economy and the greater world that we live in. And we all benefit from that. We all benefit from that interconnectedness. And we don't recognize it nearly enough. And I think, should we be grateful not for people going above and beyond, but even just for them doing the bare minimum? Who makes that mark? Who calls what? The minimum. How can you define minimum in such a dynamic environment? Do you complete your task that you that is your responsibility that you need to do to acquire resources so that you can take care of your family? If you do complete that task, then you are an input in society and you are in some small way affecting me. And it, I like to do this every once in a while where I'll just I'll be walking and I'll try to think about the supply chain of something all the way back to the beginning of that thing being made and all the different raw resources that need to go into it and all the people that are employed to work with those raw, raw resources and the education they need to be able to do that and the different levels of training along the way and all the different equipment that needs to be manufactured for that job to be done and all of the different small threads that go all over the place and allow for you to exist, basically. Just And that's just talking in the scale of human society, not even the scale of the improbability of life. There are so many things to be thankful for that we take for granted. And the question is, should we be grateful for things continuing to operate at a status quo? Or should we only be grateful when things are above and beyond? Because otherwise, yeah, you'd have to be grateful literally all the time. But 
Is that not how you should occupy yourself? Well, knowing that there's this law of entropy in the universe, that things tend toward chaos, if things stay in order at all, then yes. But you're describing almost, I guess my question, it's a question. I have a question that comes from what you said. Is gratitude a gratitude for something that is unlikely or that wouldn't naturally happen? Is that what causes gratitude or or can gratitude be for just I mean because you're kind of describing people if they do the minimum they're they're going against the entropy of the universe they're at least keeping it in order keeping something functioning like the supply chains right so is gratitude for the unlikely is that what it is I think gratitude is actually something that is a natural occurrence it's something that is satisfying to feel actually it's it's a way for human beings to acknowledge another's existence in a way and i think not just acknowledge but embrace and reward really and create some sort of connection between them um but you know a lot of times that gratitude can go undirected or it can go, you know, unfelt by the other person or other groups of people. So that's another question I had, actually, before. Well, let's go to your question, and let's try to di- dissect it and really answer it, Stephanie. I don't know. Uh, I like bit. your question. You're saying, you know, Is it natural just... for a human being yeah. to need to grat- feel gratitude towards people? Is right. that a natural state Is of thing? Is it natural, or do and we I have think... to, to push ourselves to be more grateful Right. Is it like hunger? Do we feel hungry? Yeah. Do we need to eat? Do we have this uh, underlying push to be grateful for other people or grateful for having water? I think I think there's an evolutionary benefit to being able to appreciate something and it creates a more solid foundation in one's mind potentially to want it again or to uh, find a way of ensuring that Asset as one of your securities, something that you can hold on to and drink later if you need water. You know, it could be something that you can be very thankful for when you are thirsty because you're anticipating thirst. I don't know. Hmm. I would argue. <clears throat> I would argue human beings are naturally thankful to a point. We are thankful for things that imp- that improve our situation or a positive. Uh, encounter, if you will, uh, a positive stimuli for a set period of time before it becomes the same. We get used to basically anything. Humans can get used to some of the best things in the world. You could get used to living in the lap of luxury and find it blasé the next day. And you can get used to Pretty awful things, if you think about it. Think about just even not even going like to the extreme. Just think about bad smells. If you live in an area where there's a lot of bad smells, eventually you get used to the bad smells and you stop hating it, right? I mean, maybe every once in a while you'll leave the area, think, oh, everything smells so great out here, and then come back and be like, oh god, what's that smell? But for the most part, you get used to it. And the same way, 
it's hard to feel grateful for things that you're used to, which is why having an exercise where you think about those things that you take for granted and try to internalize them as things that, hey, maybe these are not things I would naturally have. And this is why I always come back to this, the point of history is a great way to inform our understanding of what we have gained as a species and all the benefits that come along with that. And that's not just that, but geopolitics and religion, all the things can give you some level of understanding and a level of um, comfort and gratitude towards what you've gained. And I come from a place where I think about the fact that the likelihood of me existing on this planet at this time in this place in the way that I do and with the goods and services available to me that I have are an absolutely tiny portion of the human experience. I could have been born any time in the past. Obviously, I couldn't have actually been born because my parents wouldn't have been born, et cetera, et cetera. But had the likelihood, the circumstances been different, and I, and I somehow managed to have my mind in the past, my life would be a lot worse, almost unilaterally. It'd be very difficult to find a time in the past, let's say 50, any time 100 years before now, heck, 50, heck, 25 where my life would be significantly improved and I'd make up the majority of the population, like anywhere in there. Go ahead. But that's, you're just talking about how things might be relative to other times. I get Yeah, but point. why are we grateful for things, right? You're grateful for things that make your life better, not things that make your life worse, right? right I don't know. I, get that, I disagree. But you also said that. You also said that you're likely not to be as grateful for things that you are used to or that you could, you know, it's always been there. But that's a get that goes against my initial claim that I thought that we tend to be thankful and grateful for things that we've been with for such a long time. So well, I think you're, I see your both sides. I think there's, uh, Ray, what you're saying is not, something yeah. that's endured for so long is almost surprising like when a relationship lasts a long time you're like wow i'm so grateful that i'm still friends with this person right and that's what you're getting at at the time Luis is talking about the things that become quotidian like toothbrushes and just brushing being able to brush your teeth you get so used to it because it's so menial that you forget to be grateful right and so well, and i think those are two different things i don't One think is, we're arguing different things enough. yeah i think the issue is here things. Let's say you have a friend. You've known this friend for a very long time, and they're just always there. They're just always around. They're always there helping you if you need it. And the vast majority of your time with that friend, you're not fully appreciating it. You're. You, it's only at certain times where something out of the ordinary happens that you really think, man, I am so grateful to have this person as my sure, friend. Sure, I understand that. And that, that's, I'm not arguing that like we are right. not grateful for things, uh, that we can't be grateful for things that we've had for a long time. I'm arguing that it takes additional effort once you are used to something. Right, and it does take additional effort. You're right. And that effort that you put in is part of the gratitude that you feel, actually. It's kind of like... Uh, sacrifice and of not think about yourself anymore but really thinking about other individuals and in this way you sacrifice a little bit somehow and you can feel that as, as a reward that's what's so interesting not about reward, gratitude but rather a it's like some a kind of connection 
Yeah. I think gratitude, how you're describing it, gratitude is a benefit not just to the person you're saying thank you to, for example. If I thank my mother for all the things she's done for me. But gratitude is also a benefit to the person feeling the gratitude. One example is, right. well, let's take the example of a teenager and, and a mother, okay? Or father, you know, a parent and, a teen, and their teenage son or daughter. So the teenager could feel gratitude to their parents for all of the great things that they've, they're giving them. You know, I have food to eat and even some yummy snacks and I have clothing on my back and maybe even a cool pair of jeans, you know, (laughs) like even beyond the necessities they get from their parent. That gratitude the parent feels if expressed and parents are love gratitude. But on the other side, the teenager who's expressing the gratitude isn't necessarily giving something to the parent as if gratitude is some effort that is expended and that that costs because there's a benefit that comes i feel like there's there are three things like three outcomes of gratitude one is maturity you gain maturity the more gra- grateful you are because like louise said you see historically what has come about to bring you to the point where you are all of the so- sociological and governmental and Uh, economic forces that have made the world the way you are living in it now another outcome is is prosperity if you're grateful uh, for what you have you're not always seeking to acquire more and so you live within your means and I think another outcome and outcome is happiness in the case of you know the teenager and their parent a teenager who feels grateful is a much happier teenager than a teenager who feels like they've they can never get a break and they're not getting what they deserve and their mom and dad won't give them everything they want you know that's a very unhappy teenager it gratitude might be one of the main ways to be a happy teenager it might be might be one of those like like top 3 ways to to be a happy happy person in life so gratitude is a benefit to the, the, the feeler of the gratitude, if that makes any sense. There's this, this huge mental, emotional, physical benefit. Oh, it's very interesting, Stephanie, I think. And with that, I think we'd like to take it to commercial break. And we'll continue our discussion on how gratitude is shown and how other people show gratitude. And yeah, so enjoy our break. Enjoy the commercial. Thank you. The dirt parted gently beneath his toes, exposing new earth and the promise of fresh worms. The gobble-nader, as he was known around the farm, looked up at the darkened clouds and opened his mouth expectantly. This might be his first postpartum rain, but now, thanks to President Bush, it promised to be one of many. Life seemed to have started anew. Every piece of grain he pecked at had more flavor than before. Life brought new excitement, and thus new color, to his fleshy facial waddles. Each day following, he knew he would be full of purpose. But most of all, he was given a second chance to find true love. If you enjoyed that excerpt, you'll enjoy many more from the book Presidentially Pardoned Turkeys. This is a biographical book about the post-pardon lives of presidentially pardoned turkeys. 
Let their newfound joie de vivre inspire you. Available at booksellers everywhere. Welcome back, everybody, to the Positive Feedback Loop. I hope you enjoyed our commercial break. And we were talking prior to the commercial about gratitude. And when we left off, we were discussing how it takes effort sometimes. And very often it takes effort to actually give gratitude to other people or feel thankful for something. And, you know, we have these holidays, Thanksgiving and other times in, in life where we commemorate some of the things that we were thankful for. But should we be putting in that effort? Uh, what's what's the the point of that? Is is there is there another way to do it, or is there a way to do it in a way that's happening more naturally, maybe day to day, instead of like waiting for a holiday to be thankful? Can we do it on a natural day to day basis? I mean, I what think do you guys a think? lot of people talk about daily gratitude, being grateful every day for the beautiful things that happen in life. One thing that increased gratitude in my life on a daily basis was I started an Instagram account and every day I Instagrammed a photo from the day. And it sounds kind of like keeping a journal, but it wasn't just a selfie or what I was doing. It was actually a photo of something beautiful in the city that I lived in. And so it would be a detail like, a really cool manhole cover on the street or it would be a pile of leaves that were just really cool colors. It would be a really interesting cloud. It would be just any detail that I would have otherwise overlooked. One time I was in the kitchen and I opened the fridge and an entire container of blueberries spilled out onto the floor. And blueberries were rolling everywhere. Yeah, it was horrible at at first. It was horrible at first because I thought, oh, what a mess, right? And then I immediately, because I had started this Instagram account, I immediately thought, oh, what a cool picture would this be? And I was down on the ground getting the perfect angle of all of these blueberries spread out all over the floor. It was the coolest thing. It was such a neat angle, such a neat aesthetic. And it was something that I wouldn't have staged, right? I wouldn't have said, I need a beautiful photo. Let me spill some blueberries. Usually when we take a photo, it's of something that's, that we create this beautiful, you know, we set a book down in a nice angle or we get a selfie and we put that perfect look on our face, right? But to recognize the beauty in something that was, that could have otherwise made me ungrateful, that I could have said, I just spent money on these blueberries and now they're all on the floor. Instead, it was a moment of gratitude because I had been already looking for one beautiful detail every day. So somehow it actually changed my entire outlook on things that normally a person would ever, would not ever be grateful for. And I, I actually learned that from a magazine I used to subscribe to called seeing the everyday. And in this magazine, there was an, a photograph that was taken by a mother whose child had poured flour into the silverware drawer. So like poured a bag of flour all over the silverware and inside this drawer. And if I remember correctly, the mother had the same reaction, like, oh man, what a mess. (laughs) This is horrible. And then 
realized child was doing this because they were enjoying the texture of the flower and seeing how it would be look all over the silverware and you know just kind of this the the, the beauty of texture of the world experienced firsthand by a child and so she took a photo and it's a really it was a really beautiful photo actually of the flower spilled out over silver and these pieces of these you know tongs of the fork kind of sticking out of silver through the flower so what is it that changes our perspective to be grateful for things that one would say you shouldn't or couldn't even be grateful for I, I think that a big part of it is narrative, right? I, I I think I've said this before on the podcast, and this is something I say a lot in my private life, but I think a large portion of everything that we internalize is based on narrative. And how we internalize it is based on that narrative. It is the story that we tell ourselves that is ongoing every day and every moment of every day. And the underlying story generally has big themes and those big themes can be things like life is awful if that is your starting theme for your narrative then it's gonna be hard to get around to understanding that hey maybe there's some good things in the day if your starting point is life's great look at all these wonderful things you're gonna notice the good things in life as opposed to noticing just the bad ones and then you can get down into the more finer detail right is today is a good day, right? When you walk out of your home and you see the sun is shining, the sky is bright, uh, there's children walking around with bright smiles on their faces and you think, oh, what a good day. You feel good about yourself and you feel grateful for things. Much easier than on a a grayer day where, hey, the weather's bad, but good things could be happening to you, but you won't notice them as much because they're against a grayer backdrop. And so... It, you have to, if you tell yourself that despite there being more noticeable negative things in the day, tragedies aside, if your spouse gets run over, that's probably kind of a big bad day. So I'm going to put that aside. Most bad things that happen during a day to a person are relatively inconsequential in the long run, right? You know, it takes you five more minutes to find your keys or there's a a little bit of a longer drive. And those things can put you in a bad mood. But ultimately, they don't really change the fact that the world is, at least to me, if your perspective is that the world is a good place, they don't really change that. They're just inconsequential. But if your entire perspective is the world is a terrible place, then you're only going to see them as more uh, of a, of more proof of that. Those small inconveniences become more proof of an ever-worsening world. And I think going back to your point, Steph, it's a lot of what changes that perspective. There can be small incidents throughout a day that can change that perspective. And I think part of that is how other people express their gratitude can help change our own perspective about how a day is going or how grateful we are. I know, for example, when if you see someone who is just generally thankful and happy and smiles at you and said and compliments you on something just on the during a regular day even if it's a bad day generally speaking even that which may not have taken that person any effort can help lift a bad day into a mediocre day or a mediocre day into a good day and it can help us help us feel more thankful about things so helping to spread that i think is important 
Yeah, I totally agree. I think that as a society, it is a win-win if more people can be grateful for you know more things throughout the day. Uh, there is very little cost to being grateful, as you mentioned, Louise, and I think that's something that people should realize. Like, there is no real cost. I think if there is a cost that people associate with being grateful, I'm trying to think in what like psychological way they would feel like they are externally putting so much effort to the point where it's unbearable. I don't see that happening. I think that I think that there's really no like losing if you're being grateful here i can think of and this is just because i i don't know why but i can think of at least a couple of scenarios where being thankful can get you in trouble uh in let's an talk abusive about those relationship, i think that's interesting mm-hmm. in an abusive relationship you can be overly thankful um if someone is manipulative and take using guilt to keep you in a in a situation, like let's say they are saying, "I am the person here that is providing for this house." You should be on your knees, thankful for me every day, and thus I have a right to restrict your abilities to do X, Y, and Z. That is an abusive relationship, children notwithstanding. Um, the same goes for like s- salaries, or you know, oh, I never asked for a higher salary. I'm already grateful I'm so for what thankful. I'm getting, but I wonder yeah. it's it. You're linking well, those are gratitude, those norms, though. yeah, with like standards. No, no. Is it that? Is it's, it do more is grateful it a norm? people have lower standards? Is it a norm for an abusive boyfriend to want to control everything that their girlfriend does because absolutely not. by telling them that they are not grateful sufficiently grateful for everything they do? In some parts Strange of the world, behavior. it is. I'm not saying I support that, and I think that. They have those people who continue those types of um, societies really are just missing the point of human beings and they're still behind and, and, and like evolving the way they communicate with other people. I'm not talking about a different culture, though. I'm talking about just people in bad relationships in the in this country, like just not even like because they have a different culture, just they could be as American as apple pie, but they're just bad people. Like that just happens. You have, you know, I no, know but you talked about control and there's different like levels of control. I, I don't understand what you're specifically talking about when you say control. For example, in Saudi Arabia, you cannot necessarily have your wife take your car keys and drive around because as a male, you are supposed to control the family. Although I think there is re- legislation that has changed that those laws or it's becoming easier. But what exactly do you mean when you say control? Ray, have you never known anyone who is in a bad relationship and you tell them to get out and they don't? Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, that happens, right? And sometimes one of the aspects there's there can be a whole myriad. But of that's just bad my aspects. perspective. That's my perspective, wait, and I would wait, I would wait, tell wait. them because I care about that person. But I think that if other people had different perspectives, and it was still you know, you know, still not nothing where it's against the law. I think it's important to respect. Many points of the law, but sometimes it is against the law. Sometimes people are in abusive relationships where they are beaten or harassed in any multiple ways, and one of the aspects that keeps them in that relationship is a sense of guilt, which then eventually devolves into a sense of dependence, right? Which could come from a distortion of thankfulness. 
I've actually watched. Yes, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I watched a movie recently. Uh, it was called. What was it called? The Berlin Syndrome, where this guy from Germany, uh, there was this ter- tourist girl just wandering, taking pictures in like the city of Berlin, and this guy, yeah, he like meets her randomly, and then they start to talk and get close, and eventually, you know, they ended up back at his house one night, and he basically went to work, and the next day but took the keys and locked her in the house and the house was kind of in this area where she was completely secluded and wasn't able to escape. And the movie went on and she went on to like live there for, I don't know, it looked like many months, I think many years as well. And, uh, she, I don't, I won't say what happens cause I don't want to spoil the movie, but at some points in the movie, she was literally like very grateful that he would come back home, you know, because she was all there by herself, all alone. So she was thankful. It was just very, like, disturbing, honestly, to watch that entire movie. But uh, I know what you mean when you say an abusive relationship and that could be a place where it's not right to be thankful. But maybe in a strange way, for her own sanity, a person has to get that feeling of gratefulness out there it doesn't matter who or what it is maybe that's what i saw in the cinema i don't know Uh, if it's so i don't know if in that situation thankfulness is born from the individual and it's more imposed on them by the other party as in they are made to feel that sure it's imposed yeah i mean to a degree it might be naturally born like if you have children and you stay in a relationship that you know is bad for you because you know that the person's going to be helped take care of the kids you know even if they're bad parents uh, who cares there's there's millions of different possibilities and we're talking about i mean i'm out of my depth here because i am not a relationship expert psychologist guy so but just the main point is gratitude can be misused right it can be used for evil let's say so question then it seems that gratitude is a matter of perspective. And you've noted, Luis, there can be an unhealthy, I don't even know if it is gratitude, but this, this unhealthy extreme where you allow yourself to be abused in, and in some way or, or whatever it is, take a, a way lower salary. You're willing to put whatever. up with more you than you normally with, would be. Right. But there's this extreme. So if gratitude is a matter of perspective, how do we make sure that we have a lot of gratitude and that it's healthy gratitude because I feel like even though there may be that, that weird extreme of letting people abuse you, I feel like most of us are not grateful enough for what we have, not just objects, but what we have in the things, the people, the climate, the context, everything that we have. Most of us are under grateful (laughs) well i think that's because largely that we tend to notice the things that bother us the things that aren't working the things that we have a problem with or the things that we want to change for example so we focus on those things more and the things that are working and we like we just you know don't pay as much attention to them Uh, i think i agree with you in that we do want to increase that feeling of sharing gratitude and I think the way to do it, in my opinion, is to create more open channels of communication, just be more uh, connected to other people and making sure they feel comfortable 
giving gratitude because sometimes you don't want to say thank you because it's the hundredth time you said thank you, right? So sometimes it, it, it doesn't want to, in order not to lose any value either, you want to make sure that everyone is kind of being open and it, it's it's good to be thankful. It's not a value of currency or token, you know, saying thanks or being grateful, but it's just something that is infinite and you can do it as often as you'd like and it, it could be. Something you said. I'm willing. I mean, you you said basically make it a make it a safe space to say thank you, and that some people feel may feel strange saying thank you. It's funny. My mother always said a late thank you is better than no thank you at all. There'd be those times where I forgot to thank the person or I forgot to send the thank you note, and then it's been you know two months, and I think, well, I can't thank them now. That's embarrassing. My mom would say, a late thank you is better than no thank you. And I would send a thank you no matter how late it was because I, I kind of lived that ideal. And it, it me, you know, she had, uh, she had raised me to feel safer than maybe the norm in saying thank you to people. And that has helped me be a more grateful person. I, I would say that um, seeing the difference between feeling thankfulness and expressing it, that, that there's a meaningful difference there, right? You can feel thankful for something constantly, but you don't necessarily need to express it unless it's, you know, you feel it's the right context to express it. I do think that we should be encouraged to express our thankfulness as often as makes sense. Obviously don't like, you know, just send a person a recurring message every single day that just says, thanks, 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 thanks. But, you know, within the context of like regular human behavior, you should be expressing your thanks when you can, because it does make a difference and it does make people's lives better. As to your previous question of when should we feel thankful? I think it's more of an issue of being grateful for things that help us grow, right? Help us grow as individuals, as students, as business leaders, as whatever it is that you're trying to do. The things that help you grow and don't make you stagnate are the things I think we should be thankful for, whether that's emotional growth or personal growth or whatever. If something in your life is a hindrance to that growth and to the growth of those around you, then it may be time to reconsider whether it's something to be thankful for. It's like fulfilling your purpose as a human being. I mean, you can't move backwards. You have to move forwards. And gratitude is not just like a feeling, oh, I'm, I'm so glad I've got this. I think gratitude, if you're truly grateful for something, you cherish it. And so if you're truly grateful, like you said, Louise, for, for even the things in your life that help you grow. And you're, if you cherish those things, if you're truly grateful for them, you'll cherish them. And if you cherish them, then your life will grow even more. And you can't really, even if you're grateful for those things that, that hurt you, I don't even know if it is gratitude because you can't really cherish those things. You can have a unhealthy obsession with those things, <laughs> but you can't, you can't enjoy them and get value out of them and 
I mean, if you're grateful Out of what? for like if you're grateful for an object, you care for that object, right? And this goes back to like the parent and the teenager, Not necessarily. like the teenager that trashes something, you know, because they just don't care about it. Doesn't mean you don't use it well, you know. I'm I'm very grateful for my uh, Bible, for example, but I mark it up and I, you know, I really study it and until it gets well used, but I'm not trashing it, right? I, I use it well because I'm grateful for it, right? I mean, if you're not using something, technically you're not grateful for it, right? What well, if you're so true. grateful for something that you end up not using it at all because you want to continuously feel grateful for it? Let's say you can also you have- be grateful for things that have had that may not be applicable to you now, but were good in the past. Like you can still be thankful for that stuff. Like if uh, well, you yeah, had... but it's gone past its use at that point. Like I'm really yeah, grateful like for that glass that's... of orange juice uh, I have, but I'm not gonna like not drink it. Well, but like okay, let's 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 think about it this way: a book that in your as a as a young adult helped you grow. Like let's say I love the Discworld series. It's a fantastic series of books by. Uh, Terry Pratchett, who has sadly passed away as of, I think, like two years ago, well, a year ago. Fantastic series of book. When I was growing up as a teenager, this was, this com- changed some of the way I thought about the world and was hugely instructive to my ability, my my thought processes, and even my, sen- my sense of humor. This is something I am grateful for. I'm extremely grateful for that series of books, and sometimes I'll revisit them, but I am not actively using the books. Uh, that doesn't mean I am not thankful for them. I think gratefulness is more about it doesn't have to be an ongoing. It, it is ongoing, but the use of the item does not have to be. Yeah, and I would agree with item. you. I don't think that I'm saying that then you have to be a hoarder and hold on to every single thing that you've ever come across you've been grateful for. But you, I think things are different because you do get their full use. The gratitude sticks with you, but the use ends at some point and you would get you could get rid of a useless item at that point you've used it to its fullest uh relationships might be different i don't know i mean some relationships are short-lived some live on for eternity so what about so what about the present time just this right now present moment yeah you can't hold on to that (laughs) that's the number one thing for sure you can't hold on to it but i think it's also the the number one thing that you could be grateful for. And I think if you can truly be grateful for the present moment and like just existing and your breath, breathing, you can really come to like a point of really true enlightenment if you do it right. The whole process I think is fascinating. Meditation, for example, I think much of that is being able to appreciate the present moment and just letting any sort of you know cognitive effort go away just all of it just becomes silence you silence your mind that links to something that i disagreed with earlier on and i didn't i didn't discuss it because we moved on to another topic but somebody mentioned you know bad things happening to you I think you can be grateful for the even the bad things, the things that teach you or that help you grow in some way, things that when they're happening are painful, but once they've happened, you know, they... 
yes. are meaningful. One of the the guided meditations that really impacted me recently was the person guiding the meditation taught me to not meditate because you want to get rid of a bad emotion or a bad thought or a, a pain or whatever, you know, whatever the negativity is. You don't meditate to force that negativity out. You actually accept what it is. You accept the pain you're feeling or you accept the frustration. It's the grad, like and you, you said. you appreciate it as well. You yeah. accept and appreciate you the, hold the it way that it's there. And accept the, it. That, its own existence, its own essence. Right. And that is what truly, you have to be happy with how you are. You're not meditating. Meditation isn't like a medicine. It's not like I'm meditating to get rid of my pain or to get rid of my frustration or my stress. It's that you meditate to accept yourself in that moment accept that stress that's a form of gratitude accepting and being happy in the moment no matter what that moment is yeah and with that ladies and gentlemen thank you for joining us again we've talked a lot about being grateful and what that means and i think one thing i want to leave the audience with is the fact that me, Luis, and Stephanie all are very, very grateful for you to have listened through this episode and not only that, all of our podcasts. We really, really appreciate the support that we've gotten. I think that, you know, the more I think about it, the more I think about how, you know, we take the time to re make this recording and put it online for everyone. And we hope that some of it is beneficial to you guys and makes you think and ponder some of the topics that we discuss. Uh, we love it. We enjoy it so much and we're happy that there are listeners. We want there to be more. So please let your friends know uh, who we are, the positive feedback loop. We're going to keep doing this. So thank you for listening. And as always, stay crazy. crazy.